5: Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good
0: afternoon everyone, two minutes past 3G. That's tested out my cardio there, racing into the studio. Nearly missed the start of the show. Uh, great to have your company. Kim Bar and the Rooch with you from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. State in the obvious, it's a damn hot one today, so I hope everyone's doing okay and staying cool. It is currently right on 38 degrees. We have a good show coming up. Well, at least we hope it's going to be a good show. So we better get the big fella and the Rooch, pull him out of the ice bath
6: the people! Rooch, here he is.
1: Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here shakalaka, How
0: are you coping, Roochie Roochie? You don't
1: like the heat, do you? 38, Rooch. and it's climbing. Oh, What's the mean? ice the ice bath wasn't enough. Just was not enough, kid. Really? Oh, I need more. Well, Much more. couldn't get enough ice to... Cover your um not at all. I even rang Jason Horn France said, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, 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 boy, a comedy gold
4: there. Oh, wow. Look out, the reach is
1: on fire. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't want more heat. <laughs> Gee, you're creating a fair bit of it yourself. I mean, I know we're a team and I've got to be alongside you in the trenches. But you don't have to take on the Republic of Western <laughs> Australia, do you? I mean, I want to go back to Perth. I've got good friends there. They're a little bit sensitive over there, aren't they? Ooh, it wasn't are they like, ever. it wasn't reaches as if I just was just
0: a prediction. I'm not a headline
1: grabber. I mean, I know you're the kiss of death. I mean, at Carlton they're still reeling after you declared all year they wouldn't make the finals, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. But so what? You said they're going to win a wooden spoon. It's not the end of the world. They've won them well, before. They won two games last year. They did. I know they had a. Horrid run with injuries. Anyway,
0: Will Schofield, he played 194 games and is a life member for the West Coast Eagles and part of the player. 2018 yeah. Premiership. He wasn't happy about it because bum-fluff bum, Benny put it up on AFL Nation. Well, you and, have to own it. And, well, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a uh, bold statement. It was just in conversation, wasn't it? Well,
1: we've got it? to make predictions, don't we? Yeah, I'm not backing away I mean, away last year, I mean, that's that's put it on the line, Kim. Last year, you and I said Collingwood would finish last. Mm. Where'd they go? They got a preliminary yep. final. We got that we one. We wear wrong. that? Okay. It's hoping, just a prediction. Hoping you
0: forgot about that. No, but can I we take we them seriously, it seriously?
1: I know, but it's just a prediction.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't mean they're cursed for the rest of their lives and forgotten about, about that one. Um, well, now, <laughs> it's had about. You've it. forgotten. There's a few Collingwood supporters <laughs> who remind me every day.
0: <laughs> it's had about 80,000 views. It's but, amazing. Um, well, Will Schofield just commented, and uh, do you know what his comment was at my prediction?
1: Well, I saw the first one, ha, 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 and then... probably a bit longer than that. Did was, Robert Walls ha, 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 make a bold negative prediction about the Eagles in 2018 when they won the flag, did he? I don't know. There seems to be some saying,
0: comparison there. He's saying we're in that anyway, zone. Will will join us at yeah. uh, 3.30. We'll have a chat, and it's timely as well, given that both our clubs are playing both of the WA clubs this weekend. Yes,
1: we've got practice games happening Today, in about half an hour, yeah. Geelong and Hawthorne will have it out at Cadinia Park and Gold Coast and Essendon will be playing at Carrara. So we've got mm. footy back. Fortunately, it's not quite No cup broad. on the line, but footy's
0: back. I'll ask Will about that as well. Okay. <laughs> I think we need to bring back the pre-season cup. You think, do you think he's going to support you in anything at the moment? Well, <laughs> well he may. <laughs> Uh, but he's got received more kickback than me, Roach. Initially, it was people having a crack at me, and then he's gone for the record. West Coast Eagles will make the eight. That's a bold prediction. That's an incredibly bold prediction. We're going to put anything on the line here. Well, we'll see. I'd, I've never met Will before. I've been an admirer of the way he goes about it. Mm. He's with Coach Sports. He's a journalist. He writes articles for them. Uh, but I loved him as a footballer. Mm. He's a very good footballer. Yes, he was. Very quick for a big man Indeed. as well. Uh, so we'll have a chat to Will and we'll see how that unfolds. Roach, is he an angry man? We're about to find out. All right, we will. Surely not. It's <laughs> only a- words, Kim. He's a long way away. That's right, it's only words. Words can hurt, Roach. See, that's something you never realise through your. <laughs> I'm pointing at you now, I've got the finger out. That is something you never realise throughout your whole life. Words can hurt.
1: Oh, dear, dear, dear. You've got
0: no defence. You've <laughs> gone red. Going.
1: You're not going there. I've got to be supportive of did you, you ever feel? Did you ever feel guilty of with course. some of the articles? Absolutely. You did? Yes. You feel for people. Of course you do.
0: And then you just pat up and write another nasty one the oh, next day. That's life. That's why you were the man. That's uh, Nat Hurst, we'll have a chat to her. One of the good people <laughs> in the world of sport. Adelaide Lightning have two matches remaining, yes. uh, two games. Uh, they had a win. Yeah, they won
1: against... The Capitals who have collapsed this year. So So
0: take on Sydney Uni. They can move up
1: to six. Mm. There's only eight. Still not satisfying, is it? It's Mm. not what Nat Hurst is about. She wants to win.
0: And talking about winning, Wes Agar. We couldn't get uh, Jason Gillespie. We tried to get dizzy, but Wes is an absolute ripper. One of the more affable people in sport. Indeed.
1: Indeed. Uh, He was disappointing yesterday Mm. and high hopes for the Redbacks. Still there, still there. There's still a chance. Yep, still and uh, your mob, Roach... Hello, which one? ...had their Hall of Fame. Oh,
0: Port Adelaide. Yes. yes. Uh, five inductees. Take us through those. Peter Obst. Very good. very,
1: Very, very good player. So Andrew Obst accepted on his behalf. Mm-hmm. One of your favourites, Roger Delaney. Roger. Batman. hey, Batman. You I gave him that name, didn't
0: you? I, go, I think
1: I called did a you, game at Albert and it? Oval. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it was at Albert and Oval and... Uh, uh, he and George Fiarchi were just in incredible form, and they were just yeah. combining, and it was play after play. I can't remember who it was against, but every time, I'm pretty sure it was Albert and Oval, we were calling it on nine or seven. Mm. Every time the ball went deep into attack for the opposition side,
4: yeah,
0: it was just Delaney to Fiarchi, De- Delaney, Fiarchi. And I said, they're uh, like Batman and Robin, the way they combined. And it stuck. Yeah, it did.
1: Uh, it George stuck. is uh, Robin, of course. Did, had, what sort of reaction did you get? Because sometimes people don't like the nicknames. No, they liked it. Okay, no, that's right. Gave him a bit of
0: notoriety and or even light. more. Rowan Smith, inducted. He's a beauty. Had a couple of sessions with
1: Rowan he back is, in the day. He is one of the more sen- sensational. In, in, I don't mean sensational as headline grabbing. I mean, there's wonderful people you can meet. Yeah, lovely. Not lads. just as a footballer, but oh, as a person. Yeah, yeah. They recognised the board and chief executive, our beloved Brian Cunningham, mm. who... Re, well, they had to rebuild the club's image when they failed in 1990 to get in the AFL and then get the license the second time round. Mm. And my favorite, my favorite Chad Corns is in the, the hall.
0: The Chad, uh, now we had the choice, we could have managed to talk to Chad today, but we're hoping we'll get him tomorrow as well, an Chad assistant will coach. Be with to, us, to, you? Yeah, yeah, to preview the, the trial game as well. So we'll. Two birds with one stone so we've got roger coming up today so well done to you all know what of they those. should have
1: done they should have got graham corns to do the introductory speech on chad's induction shouldn't they
0: no i would have thought no
1: <laughs> i thought it would have been hilarious <laughs> really
0: oh you know how
1: graham plays great them.
0: for insomniacs maybe oh right way, hello i like his opposition now
1: <laughs> right i love stud you know that uh, yeah, so it was a big night for him. they launched the season Five inductions. So you get Chad Corns, Rowan Smith, Roger Delaney, Peter Ops, and that group of administrators who lifted Port Adelaide from ashes from 1990 to the AFL by 1997. And there were a lot of work put in by those people. Mm. And we know what Brian Cunningham meant to Port Adelaide. He certainly and what, rebuilt their credibility. Didn't yep, he?
0: and my mother. Mum did not like Port Adelaide. Ah. No. Uh, but there were two Port... Players she loved. Bucky. Who, yes. Bucky.
1: Yeah, and John Cale. Right. As a player. And Back both the of road. them played a significant part in getting Port Adelaide to the AFL. We're
0: well, live and interactive Roots. As you know, I won't ask you for the number. You never have it at the ready. No. Uh, the text is zero four two seven one five four one double six. Or if you'd like to have a chat, jump on the phone. It's hot. If you're sitting in front of the air conditioner or stuck in traffic, Jump on the phone and have a chat. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 A few texts coming through. Oh, apparently there's a great game Get flying off the shelves in WA, according to Mario. It's called the Dillon Dartboard. It's selling like wildfire in WA. Well, you have upset them. Mm, they're sensitive. <laughs> I spoke to Peter Lawhos on his show yeah. in Perth. How'd that after- go? Yeah, good. Hmm? Yeah, he's a good man, Pete. He used to work at uh, Channel 9. Yes. Um, but like he said, they live in a bubble. Most... West Coast Eagles supporters seem to believe that they will bounce back and make the eight.
4: Mm.
1: Uh, I can't see it. Can only be wrong. There hasn't been a massive, a massive injection of talent into that list, though, over the summer. has Well, well, I don't think.
0: Well, he he did uh, ridicule me somewhat. He did. He said, um, I I said, basically, Jaden Hunt and Category B players. Now, I know there's been a couple of early draft picks, but they're no guarantee in their first year. No, they're not. Are they? No, they're not. So I had to check it again in case I'd miss something, Roach. No, but I don't think you have. I think the outgoing uh, are better than the incoming at this stage. Mm. And that's Josh Kennedy. Indeed. Uh, Jack Redden's been really consistent. Indeed. And perhaps could have gone on another year. And uh, Junior Rioli. Adam from Clemsic has sent through a text, Roach, saying, Kim making friends as usual in WA. Maybe ask Will Schofield what Zach Butters said to him to make him want a headbutt Zach on field. At uh, the Carrara, Carrara in a game. Uh, that was the first year of the, the bubble up there.
1: Okay. Was it? I'm trying to remember that. Oh, Carrara, yeah. I, can't I mean, remember. Zach's been in a fair few scrapes,
0: hasn't
1: he? <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon Zach
0: would yeah, have initiated
1: that. Wow. He's an energetic young man.
0: Hey, we have to go around the grounds, Rooge. We might go to a break first because uh, something's drawn your attention regarding the MCG. Yeah, will have a bit of fun with you on that.
1: Uh, Really? Yeah, I like having fun with you. Do you? That sounds a little awkward. More to the the fact that you're at the front of the trenches at the moment too (laughs) for a change.
5: Live across SEN... You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
4: 317
5: and just
0: edging towards 39 degrees outside. Oh. We are live from Studio Lumo SA right here at number one King William Street. Toughen up, Roots. There's air conditioning in here. It's
1: freezing in here. I think it's gonna get hot, sir. Very, very, very soon. Oh, stop building it up.
0: Coming up on the show, Will Schofield will tell us why the West Coast Eagles will make the top eight.
1: Stop building it up. Being the <laughs> r- r- role reversal, you'd be building it up to <laughs> high heaven. There'd be a billboard outside. Uh, you you know, didn't mind uh, building up Rendell v. Reacher yesterday. Oh, I do I not go yeah. too far. No, I don't
0: like being the centre of attention.
1: Really? So, unlike you. What? man who had painted boots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deal with Humour.
0: I was, well led, done. I was led astray. Oh. Uh, Nat Hurst will join us. First colour boots to be worn anywhere in Australia yeah. um, in the under-19s. Yeah. Didn't cop yeah. much for that. I think it set me back a year. Uh, Wes Agar <laughs> will join us at four. Roger
1: Delaney at 4.30. Roach! As we yes. go around the grounds, right.
0: is there a kerfuffle about the MCG at the moment?
1: Well, yeah, and there's another colloquial moment here. Help me out here. The MCG? Yes. That's been there since the 1850s? Yes. Uh, which club was the first to ever play at the MCG? Is this a trick question? I just want to clear some things up here. Melbourne. So Melbourne was founded 38, 37 years before Collingwood. Yet Craig Kelly, as the new chief executive of the Collingwood Football Club today, Mm. announces as they're being hit by Richmond, Hawthorne and Melbourne – Oh, no, we're the Founding Tenant Club and we brought all our members across to the MCG when we left Victoria Park. Yeah, the been, Founding
0: Tenant Club. Nice bloke. He's been hitting the head a lot, Craig. Lovely man, former Norwood player.
1: Now, what is at the core of this is that when Collingwood did leave Victoria Park for the MCG, which is one of the most fantastic deals that Eddie McGuire ever did. Yeah. That, that's us be real. It was a fantastic deal. But now we're finding out the little sub-clauses that Eddie had in this deal, which meant that every time there's a game... Uh, with has reserve seats in the Ponsford stand, Richmond, Hawthorne and Melbourne have to kick their people out for the Collingwood people. Plus, Even if it's there, how going. Absolutely. Mm. And even if it's Collingwood as the away team, they're always in the same change rooms. Well, that's not at the fair. MCG. That's
0: not right because that's uh, where you get an advantage between home and home. away. You feel at home. So, so they Eddie never have to very... change all year.
1: That's right. So Eddie is the master negotiator. But all of a sudden now, Richmond, Hawthorne and Melbourne are saying, enough's enough. Guess what? Enough's enough. I'm on Richmond, Hawthorne and Melbourne side. I reckon it'll be an interesting race. Which one gets sorted out first? The MCG deal. You ready? Yeah, there's three of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go on, hit me with it.
1: Or the prison bars with Collingwood. Oh, all right, there's two more to go. <laughs> well, there's another one.
0: Well, there's Tasmanian team. When that's Oh, no, I just mean in
1: reference to Collingwood. Okay. Any, deal, any, any fight with Collingwood. Mm. So now you've got three clubs against them in Melbourne, one club against them in South Australia. I'd uh, be having a dollar on... The Hawthorne-Melbourne-Richmond
0: <laughs> being sorted before the prison bars, reach. Oh, dear. Let's move on. Yeah. All righty. Oh, a few texts coming through as well. Kimbo and Ruchi-Angelo.
1: Well, that's my dad's name. Is it? My late father. Yes. What? He was Angelo. Yep. Yeah, but not Ricci first. Well, initially they do that. Oh, do they? They do surnames first a lot. They do that a like hell, hell of a lot. Long.
0: All right. We'll call you Ricci angelo from No, now
1: don't on do that. that.
0: Ruchi-Michelangelo. Uh, Paul Hazelby has chosen the Crows as the big improvers. You should get him on the show. That's from Daniel. Look forward to doing that. Uh, yep. We will get Hazer on. He's a semi-regular. He's an absolute ripper. Mm-hmm. I have Adelaide and Essendon as my improvers. Hey, Roach, there's been a few presses today. We're getting close to the real footy starting. Mm, yes. Harry Schonberg, yeah. who I don't have in my first 22 or 23. How's he travelling? Maybe 23. Well, he'll tell us in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough getting in the midfield for any side, but... Uh, I have Matt Crouch ahead of him, so a lot of people will disagree with that. But uh, Harry that's was asked... A, that's going a, to be
1: interesting to
2: watch this year, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Harry was asked at a press conference about how they're travelling with the inter-club hit-outs and the pre-season.
2: Yeah, no, it was a great hit-out. Um, obviously, got them play in a pretty big crowd at um, Richmond over at West LA there. So, um, yeah, personally thought I'd play pretty well. Um Thought I've had a pretty good pre-season. Um, yeah, my, sort of my main goals was just to get a bit fitter, um, just to get to a leap uh, midfield body. So that was probably my main goals um, in the off-season, was just to put on a bit of muscle um, and then obviously get my running um, side to that level. So um, focus on that. I think I've nailed that on the head and now I can sort of just play some good footy. So, yeah. yeah. Has penetration
0: in his game. Uh, I thought he lost a bit of that last year, and he certainly stopped hitting the scoreboard like Mm -hmm. he had in uh, the previous year. Yeah, so
1: the Crows played that internal at Richmond Oval on Friday night. There was another big moment at Richmond Oval last night, Kim, where the Crows bid to get to Theberton Oval, Mm -hmm. which you know very well as your former home. Yep. There was another community, or the first of two community meetings, and there's a fair bit of pushback at the moment, Kim. There's... A lot of argy-bargy going on there. Look, no, there go- is. I know, I know yeah. I'm going you to say my well. side. I know, okay.
0: I know there is, but it's still a minority group.
1: Yeah, but they're going yeah. to... And they're making a they're lot of noise. And, they're
0: making and, a lot of noise. Yeah. So they have the right to do that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, common sense will prevail. Yeah. Let's hear from Harry Schoenberg again, uh, talking about clubs should always be looking to make finals. And that is a theme down there. Make no mistake, Adelaide internally believe they can make the eight.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think every year we should be focusing the play finals. That's, that should be our goal and I reckon this year we've given ourselves a real good chance. Um, I think there's a lot of belief in the group at the moment. Obviously, we are a young group, got a new young captain, but um, yeah, obviously our pre-season this year has been really good. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. So um, yeah, we should go into these next two ga- internal games really confident and obviously leading into round one. All righty. Light confidence.
0: Yeah, we need to go to a break, Roach. A lot of texts coming through. We'll hear from Willie Rioli, who did a press conference for Port Adelaide, because he's going back home. We'll hear from him after the break. Uh, This text, said this is from Ethel, from Ethelton. Ethel's been a little bit up and about lately.
1: Yes. He could be going through a midlife crisis. Actually, just to go back on that, Willie Rioli going back home, he's got family here in Adelaide, hasn't he? Yeah, both, Roach. Okay, okay. I understand. Okay. Um, Anything else? No, no. Just want right. to clear that one up in my own mind. Okay. Uh,
0: the shoe is on the other foot. Ethel says it's normally Rucci who receives hate mail and the odd death threat. Now, <laughs> Ethel, can I say there's been no hate mail and certainly no death threats. In fact, there's been more support for the fact that West Coast will not make the eight. Will Schofield coming up <laughs> after three <3:30. laughs> thirty.
5: live across SEM you're listening to the run home with Kimbo and the Roots nearly 335
0: On a warm Thursday afternoon, we're live from Studio Lumo SA as it just nudges towards 39 degrees. Could be a bit of heat in the studio as well, Roach, very shortly.
1: And this is all your fault. You've upset the people of the Republic of Western Australia and they've sent this stinking hot weather our way in retaliation. You think
0: that's how it works. Well, they need to toughen up, Roach. I'd like to introduce our next guest. He's an absolute ripper. I'll just butter him up a little bit. (laughs) 194 games with the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Life member and a premiership player in 2018. Will Schofield joins us. Hello,
7: boys. How are we?
0: Good, thanks, Will. How are you? Oh,
7: Oh, get that bloody music off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling the electricity all the way across the border, (laughs) which is, it's, it's saying something, boys, because WA, you know, you know what it's like over here. Wait a while, so hey, it was, hey, it was surprising to see some news coming across the desk from South Australia. Will. Hang on, Will? we've been
1: feeling the static that you've been sending across the
7: Nullarbor for more than two
1: days now. <laughs> oh,
7: boys! I tell you what, I was, I, what was I? I was. It was. It was a devastation, or it was, a <laughs> was it, I don't know. I don't know what I felt when I just, you know, happened to stumble across some absolute social media gold. <laughs> West Coast Eagles. The wooden spoon.
0: I mean, seriously, boys, what is well,
7: going on over there?
0: Well, look, it's not. Surely, it's not being serious. Here, it's not drawing a long bow. Now, I know it was put up on social media. I'm not on Twitter, Will, and I know it's had about eighty thousand views on uh, Twitter now through AFL Nation. But West Coast, but let's be serious. Won two games last year. I know there were a lot of injuries and there was COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you could hardly say the club's in a great position at this stage. And you've got them finishing top eight.
7: I, I do. I do. So I, it's, I've got no worries about making big claims like a wooden spoon or like like I've done, you know, top eight. Um, I will say, you, you know, you can thank me later for the social engagement as well, fellas. I'm sure that's probably beating everything you've ever put out there. Oh, um, look, not a drive-by. I, 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 look, 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 no, I'm not about drive-bys. I'm happy to jump on and have a chat about it. Look, I, look, I'm from what I've seen i've I've been on the ground here. Uh, I've seen them train a, a little bit. probably um, probably more probably more so just hearing some words around town, speaking to a few players. i think I think that the feeling is right now that might sound a bit strange from a footy point of view, but in Hairy my opinion, Fairy, fairy, I would say. Well, just, 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 just listen, just listen. In, in my experience in 14 years in footy, I've played in a wooden spoon. So I know what, it's, I know what it oh. takes to win a wooden spoon. I've played in a premiership. I've played in a losing grand final. I've, I've done the highs and lows. Very rarely does who's on your list uh, have anything to do with you winning the premiership. Now, of course, you need talent. Of course, you need good players. But more often than not, the best team in the country is, is the feeling. It's the culture. It's the... The way players are connected, and what I'm seeing over here, it makes a bigger point than who's available. However, if you want to talk about who's available, I mean, the West Coast Eagles will bring twelve players that played under ten games for the football club last year back into that list. So mm-hmm. you, you can't really you can't compare to last year. It's not going to be the same team. It's going to be a different team.
0: Well and that so you're doing that based on potential and look I don't know I've got him in the bottom 4 so it wasn't an outlandish comment it's got blown out of you had all it, proportion yeah with the wooden spoon yeah well the someone's going someone's it. going to have to win it aren't they and uh, I reckon Hawthorne's perhaps travelling a little bit better than what you are at the moment you got your best you've got some great stock On your list. Andrew Gaff's 30, though. Nick Natanui hasn't been able to get out there regularly. He's 32. Luke Shuey, he has been a superstar. He's 32, hamstrings every second week. Um, And then you've got Yoey as well, Elliot Yo, who's a ripper, but groin problems. He's played, what, 27 in three years? Shannon Hearn, one of your best players, is 35. And Jack Darling's at 30 now. So it's not ridiculous, is it?
7: Yeah, it is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Geelong... um, Geelong, Geelong says, "Hold my beer." Dangerfield, Hawkins, uh, Selwood, uh, these guys—they've guys been playing. Regu- they've stuff.
0: been playing regularly. History shows that you're yeah, better no, players
7: no. have. I've, I've, I've heard all this before. I, also, you are throwing around you. I, I don't play for the West Coast Eagles. As a matter of fact, I've got the Fremantle Dockers in the top four this year. I'm a, I'm a West Australian-based media guy now. I'm from Victoria, from Geelong.
4: Yeah.
7: Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I look, I love West Coast. That, they gave me my footy career, but I'm, a, I'm not a West Coast fan. I'm. I'm a West Australian guy now. And, and from what I'm seeing, I, I've seen them train. Uh, I think they are going to be a different team. I mean, I'll just throw these names at you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Allen played zero games last year. Don yep. Sheed played one. Elliot Yo played five. Tom Cole played zero. Dan Nui played eight. McGovern, ten. So there's six guys under ten games that... Uh-huh. And are you
1: convinced um, all, all, they've overcome all these injuries issues and the way in which they've prepared this? Well, I, I
7: mean, you can, only, you can only look at them training, right? Yeah. So I've seen Elliot, Yo know, train. train. Mm. Um, he's been best on ground the last two times I've seen them train. Um, Jeremy McGovern, uh, he's a four-time All-Australian. Mm. I think you can put him down as uh, five-time All-Australian this year. I think he'll have the best year that he's had in the AFL. And then they've got a young brigade. They've got guys that they've brought onto the list. So... I mean, that's what I was a little bit shocked at, boys. You said, well, who have they added Some Cat B's and Jaden Hunt? Well, how about Reuben Ginby, Elijah Hewitt, Jai Cully, Noah Long, Campbell Chesser? I mean, there's five guys that I think... Yeah, I Noah think Long's, a, a, Long's a, yeah, he's
0: a pick 58, so there's no guarantees, I suppose that's what I was alluding to. I appreciate there's two first-round draft picks there in uh, Ginby and
7: uh, uh, there's, Hewitt. There's three. There's three. Campbell yeah. Chesser's a first-round draft pick. He didn't play last year.
1: You're asking a lot of a group of young players to suddenly lift West Coast from the bottom four to
7: a top eight side, though. Did you not Did you not hear the first six oh, I, I rattled off? I, I, I mean, there's, there's best and fairest winners, all Australian winners. I yeah. mean, one of them's the best rucks the competition's seen in the last 20 years. Yeah.
1: And, when, and if you reflect back on your wooden spoon team, you had some big names in that
7: one, too. Yeah, we did, yeah. So, um, then there's... 20, 20, 20, no, no, 2010, um, it's, it's actually got similar similar vibes to uh yeah. 2022 for the West Coast Eagles yeah. missing Embley missing Cox missing yeah, Glass yeah. missing Waters um, we- I, I I really do think I really do think that West Coast uh far more likely chance of making the top eight than they are of winning the wooden side. I know.
1: We've got to get something on the line here now. No, I'm happy we to, need uh, something yeah. on the oh, line. Yes, we Will, do. We I'm do. happy to have a slab with you. Of, uh, slab?
0: Yeah, Ooh, anything. Good. Well, that's reasonable, isn't yeah, it? Just so. Fair for a little bit of banter. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me throw this one at you, and then we'll talk about the trial games on the weekend that are coming up. And, of course, if you want to hear more of Will's work, uh, you can get on to Code Sports as well. And he also has a podcast called backchat Back Chat. So I looked at your first seven games. I need you to be honest here, and I'm sure you will be.
7: Not you, not
0: you. i oh, no, not West Coast. no, but you have. Okay, you field. have West Coast in the top eight though.
6: Yes. So based on
0: that, uh, you would say you'd win your first round game against North Melbourne. Yes. Uh, West Coast would win against GWS.
7: Yes.
0: Uh, Freo would be beating West Coast Eagles, based on your. Yes. Okay. Melbourne yes, would beat West correct. Coast Eagles.
7: Uh, is that in Adelaide? Is that gather round? Uh, that that's right? a Perth. Okay. Yeah. I, would have uh, I would have Melbourne beating West Coast. That will okay. be two and two after four rounds. Yep. Geelong at Adelaide Oval? I have West Coast beating Geelong at Adelaide Oval. Hello. I knew, I knew he'd Hello. have to do this. He has
0: to do it. Uh, Port Adelaide what? at the Adelaide Oval?
7: Uh, Port will win that. They're three and three. Carlton in Perth? Carlton will lose four and three after round seven. All right, four Ooh. and three. We're, we're going to get you back on but, the phone. <laughs> Well, well, Geelong is, uh, you know, the reigning premiers, I understand. But West Coast Eagles like playing at Adelaide Oval. Uh, it's, it's something that I picked up playing and I've seen them play again. I think, I think they beat Geelong at Adelaide. They, they, they sure as hell will be like playing them at Adelaide rather than down at Canidia Park, miles stomping around. But I don't think they've come within 80 points within the last 10 years down there. So they'll be looking forward to a change of scenery.
0: Alrighty. Well, I did speak to Peter Vlahos on SEN in Perth, uh, I think, two nights ago after the comment. Uh, he believes they'll win five or six, the West Coast Eagles. We'll revisit that later in the season, Will. Uh, a lot of football being played, some serious footy at last on the, uh, this weekend. We've got Port and uh, West Coast. Uh, I said I'd be p- happy to revisit my statement if West Coast thump Port, but I can't see it happening. What are you predicting there?
7: Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's a great deal you can learn out of preseason matches. You can you, can, you know get through with fitness. Um, you can see some changes in game styles, but winning and losing doesn't mean a great deal, um, unfortunately. So I won't be banking my top eight you know, on chances that. after a, a game. Look, can, can West Coast beat Port? Sure. Can Port beat West Coast? Sure. But it's not going to be a real game. I'm looking forward to calling it. I'm, I'm actually uh, working on Fox Sports across those games. With Fox Footy um, calling both the pre preseason game against Adelaide uh, as well as the West Coast Port Adelaide game, I- I'm excited for footy fans for those two as well. To be honest, um, you know, uh, too often West Australians are starved of seeing other teams over here in the preseason, and it'll be great next year when when both West Coast and Freo can come over and and do the same back back for the uh, for the crow over there in SA. So look, I, I think I-, I think West Coast will be a different team. Just put it that way. They're going to play quicker. Um, they're going to have, I think, some protection behind the footy. I think that's why you'll see Jeremy Galvin have a great year. I think he'll be you know, leading the competition and in intercept marks. And look, do they have a fair way to come? Yeah, of course they do. But I just think it's a different team. I think if you have a really good look at it, it's very difficult to compare last year to this year.
0: All right, the proof will be in the pudding. Hey, just a quickie, Will. Uh, Nat 5, how's he travelling at the moment? What are the expectations?
7: I had a chat to Fifey after he um, resigned the captaincy, and and I was got to be honest, really impressed with how he spoke. Um, he seemed really at ease with with that decision, and uh, obviously Alex Pierce has just been named the uh, the captain of the Footy Club. I think it's a great move not only for Matt Fife but for the Fremantle Footy Club. I think he sacrificed something that he dearly wanted, which was to be a premiership captain of the Fremantle club, Football Club, the first premiership captain. He sacrificed that for the greater good, which is mm. it gives him the best opportunity to be the best player and for Fremantle to win a premiership because they're in the window, boys. They are well and truly in the window. I had them for top four last year. Collingwood and Carlton couldn't sort themselves out in the last year of the ga- uh, last uh, game of the year and absolutely would have made me look like a genius, but that didn't get done. But this year, when West Coast finished top eight and Fremantle finished top four, I look forward to jumping on and having now, a chat with you boys. Now,
1: Will, this works both ways. When Kim and I yes. both had Fremantle rising into the top eight last year... We did. You didn't come and congratulate us on that one.
7: Where were we, we oh, you last year? Oh, co- you copied me,
1: boys. Yeah. No, oh, hey, on, oh, hang on a minute.
7: Hey, hey. <laughs> I know, t- look, I know Backchat Podcast is a popular thing over in South Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think we've got Charlie Dixon coming on. We've, we've had Scotty Lyson on. Looking forward to having some more South Australian guys on the podcast, so... Look, I understand it, it's far-reaching, far but, boys, I mean, you know, when when you're right, you're right, fellas. I'm with uh, you. Uh, we'll you. We'll, we'll give you a gold medal for I,
1: self-promotion. I get, I
0: get the feeling we could become good friends, but I've, I've, I had uh, the Dockers in the eight last year, and I was very proud and loud about that, but I've got them falling out of the eight this year, so we'll we might have to there. have a second slab on that one. Hey, Will, we've really appreciated you jumping on. Hopefully, we can have a chat to you throughout the season. We look forward to uh, hearing you on Fox Footy as well, and if you want more, we'll jump onto his podcast back. Chat and mm. let's hope I get two slabs by the end of the season. Good on you, Will.
7: Uh, cheers, boys. I've got the slabs on ice. I look forward to having them <laughs> nice and cold when uh, Frio go top four on West Coast in the top eight.
0: Okay. There he is, I'm Will Schofield. It's going to be interesting. He puts forward a compelling case, but uh, I wouldn't like to be putting my house on the fact that the senior players he mentioned will stay sound again, given Those their history of the last no, three years. I no
1: guarantee that. And you at can't
0: all. bank on potential.
1: No. They need to deliver West Coast, so they're going to be an interesting team to watch. And now we've got extra reason to watch them, Kim. A slab, a slab. Well,
0: two, mm. two. All righty, we need to go to a break because coming up. Uh, Why does everything after with break... you
1: turn into a bet?
0: Well, I don't know. You're the one that said we've got to have something on it. That's true. It you was did. My fault. Yeah, you planted my... the seed. That's true. It was me. Yes. I was happy just to have our footy credibility.
1: Well, that's not the same.
0: No, well, exactly. Can't well, you drink that. Asked, Can't you've drink answered that. You have answered <laughs> your own question. Hey, we got someone's just said, uh, just tuned in, is this bloke eight deep (laughs) talking of having a bevy?
5: Live across SEN, you're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. McKimbo and the Roach with you on a
0: very warm Thursday afternoon. Hope you're staying cool out there. We're live from Studio Lumo, WSA. We're about to chat to someone who's been very generous with their time this year, Roach. It's been a tough season. Oh, but they're little... hot again. They're hot again. Oh, don't go too early, Rooch. Right. It's just the one win. But I was a little bit worried it's after enough. our chat last week. I thought she was a little flat. Yeah, well. Flat been as been a, a bush year. biscuit. Tough year. Nat Hurst, coach of Adelaide Lightning, joins us. Hello, Natty.
8: Hello, how are we going?
0: <laughs> Have we got a spring in our step this week?
8: <laughs> we do. I don't want you to say that we're too much on fire just yet. That's a lot of pressure, but uh, we, are, we are still riding the high of that win. Hey,
0: pressure builds diamonds. Yeah, That's coming from a journalist, <laughs> so I wouldn't take any notice of him, uh, Nat. Hey, you had a win, though. Uh, it was against the bottom side. We should put it in perspective. A win's a win, but only yep. six points against the Canberra Capitals. What's
1: happened to them?
8: Oh, look... Um, Injury-depleted team, I think. and uh, But, you know, they they play with a high energy. They they caught us a couple of weeks ago and, and got one over us. And, uh, you know, we got this one back and I, I said to the girls, the world feels like it's restored back in its order as it should be a little bit. So, uh, you know, credit to our team as well, you know, without, you know, easy ball age and, and different rotations mm. and different starters. And then, obviously, Steph going down. So, the girls had to rally. It was never going to be easy going to Canberra, but, it, you know... Whether they're the bottom team or the top team, it definitely felt really good to get one.
0: Now, only two games to go. You are not going to make finals, so it's been disappointing in that regard. But we talk about mini goals. So you play Sydney Uni tomorrow night in Sydney at 7pm. Beat them and you can leapfrog them from 7th to 6th position.
8: Yeah, look, we, we just want to get ourselves up, you know, up, up as high as the ladder as we can get and sixth position, you know, for me sounds a lot better than seventh. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they stole one from us at home, you know, a few weeks ago where we had the game, you know, in control for, for a full 20 minutes and then they kind of, you know, steamrolled us in the second half, which we weren't expecting. So uh, we definitely want to get this one back and, and keep riding, you know, the, the feeling that we had from last week.
1: Now, when you close out this season, you're going to look at everything that was and wasn't. What are you going to make of your defence and your defensive strategies? Because you have had a lot uh, oh, scored against you this year, haven't you?
8: Yeah, we have. Um, you know, we, we, we make a massive focus all week. Um, I think we need to look at some key areas of of, of individuals that have a more defensive-minded team. Um, okay have a look at the strategies that we used, you know, game in, game out, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what was good for this group. Mm. Um, and I think we'll all go back to the drawing board and, and just, like I said, what did work, what didn't work, why didn't that work? Did I not emphasize areas I should or did I overemphasize other areas? So, uh, you know, first-year coach is definitely going to go through with a fine-tooth comb and, and uh, really evaluate exactly what I did and, you know, what what I should have maybe done with the team or, you know, what I, I thought was, was correct at the time.
0: On the flip side, if you have a look at the points scored, you're almost on par with the top side, full. <laughs> so, it's a uh, Mate. yeah, it's confusing.
8: We're very good at that area, and that's been like the the hardest thing is you know you lose you lose a bunch of games by you know eight seven six five four even a couple of games by one and you, mm. you I look at the, the you know the stats stat sheet at the end of the game and we've taken more shots and we've generated enough offense and it, it has been the defensive end. Um, you know, people like to watch a nice offensive game. Um, yeah. We've definitely got that, but yeah, there's just there's definitely areas at the other end. And you know, can we? You know, some games ga- came down to two stops. If we had a got two stops, you know, we're over the line. That's how close we were. Um, the offensive end, fantastic. It's yeah, it's all about the other end for me.
0: So you waiting any changes for tomorrow night?
8: Any changes? Yeah. Yeah, look, obviously, uh, we'll have a big change, of, you know, without Steph there. Hmm. Um, we're trying to just, you know, cover cover gaps. She's pretty tough to cover. We sat down with the group at the start of the week and we're like, all right, what is what is Steph really good at for our group? And, you know, we rattled off about 25 things. So uh, we'll try and feel, to fill those gaps as best as possible. Um, you know, the girls rallied when she went down against Canberra. I'm sure they'll do the same tomorrow
0: night. That's nice for Steph. That would have been depressing for the rest of the team. <laughs>
8: Well, you know, when you play with you know a superstar that does a bit of everything, yeah, yeah. um, and she's such a competitor, and you know she, it's no word of a lie, and the girls will admit this, she's our best competitor of the group.
0: So, so um,
8: you know, it's something that.
0: So doing that, Nad, you're you're trying to highlight where other players have to step up.
8: Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to say step up because I want them to play their natural game. Um, I just think we need to try and fill some gaps. Of you know what Steph does, what Steph brings, um, and that starts from probably her energy, um, you know, from the from the change rooms out to warm ups and into the other games. She definitely gets us going. So we just need someone to to pick up that, and you know we can ride off the back of that, which we've done with Steph a you know a fair bit over the last few years when, since you've been with Adelaide.
1: Nat, do you want to share some secrets with us? What's on your recruiting whiteboard? What's going to happen there?
8: Oh, look, I am just trying to get through these last yeah. two games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we'll have a look at, at what that looks like and then I'm happy to share any secrets so with people. So who
1: helps well, you in that regard? We we expecting there, Oh, no, Rich? I would say well, she's a step ahead of the game, Nat. Yeah, but
0: how do you think the players would feel if they were named as someone to be replaced?
1: I think they'd be excited about who's coming in. Not if it's their position, Ruth. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> but who's helping you in that regard, Nat?
8: In recruiting yeah. respect,
1: how does that work for you? Yeah,
8: look, yo, look, we need to sit down. You know, owners, GMs, assistant. Yeah. Um, we need to all sit down and, and we need to evaluate um, what what was great this season, what didn't work for us, um, what we missed, what we need, mm. um, and then it then the process starts. Um, I wouldn't be doing my players justice if I started, you know, talking about that now. Okay. Um, I'm yep. still trying to get these girls through, and you know, whether they're here or not next season, I want to see them. To, to get somewhere or you'll be somewhere that suits them as well. So, you know, I need to make sure I focus on them for the next couple of weeks, um, get through this season, and then we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll really evaluate, you know, what we what we need moving forward.
4: Beautifully
0: answered, Natty. He was just looking for a headline. <laughs> uh, your last game of the year, you'll take on the Perth Lynx. They did you by 26 points since we spoke last. But you can do a bit of a job on them. You could stop them from playing finals. So, hey, we wish you all the very best. Uh, tomorrow night, 7pm, the game gets underway at the Key Centre in Sydney when... Uh, Adelaide Lightning take on the Flames. Uh, We'll chat to you again next week. Good luck.
8: Thank you. I'll talk to you in a week's time, hopefully with the same amount of energy as today.
0: (laughs) We hope so. Good on you, Natty. (laughs) Uh, We've got the four o'clock news coming up. Nice try with recruiting, Roach. What were you expecting? That's what we're here for. Set fire to a first-year coach. Hey, what, don't evil don't man. look at me. Well, You're well, the one well,
1: burning well. headlines across the nation, sure. not I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, what? get a mirror, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, very very humorous. I, I, I thought we handled Will Schofield uh, remarkably I well. So, but we're still going to create headlines, there. Yeah? Oh, okay. Well, you normally do that, Roach. We need to go to the news, and on the other side, we're going to have a chat to the big fella, one of the more affable guys in the world of cricket, Wes Agar.
5: Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
0: Three minutes past four on a warm Thursday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Currently 38.6 degrees. Are we going to get to the 40, Roots, or did we get to it a little bit earlier?
1: We haven't got there yet, Kim, but if we don't reach it, I'll be happy. You will. It was going to be a record, wasn't it? Of some first nature? time in five years, a February day would be forty plus. All righty.
0: Uh, Where's Agar from the Redbacks coming up in about thirty seconds time? Roger Delaney after four thirty. Batman. Batman in the bat. Man and Robin combination of himself and George Fiacci inducted into the Port Adelaide Football Club Hall of Fame. Hey, just quickly, uh, still getting a little bit of feedback from the Will Schofield chat. Uh, Daniel says, come on, Will, Nick Nat, the best ruckman of the last 20 years in the game, Gorn is twice the player that Nick Nat is. And Nick Nat just hasn't been able to get a decent run at it as well.
1: No, Max Gorn gives you much more around the field than Nick Natanui does.
0: Yeah, and now I like this too. Chopsy from Cheltenham says, Schofield has been in the media for five minutes. This bloke needs to respect the legend that
1: is Kim Dillon. Do you hear.
0: Well, yeah, well I think uh, Chopsy has his tongue firmly in his cheek because he gives me more grief than anyone. I know hey. he respects you. Does he? Of course he does. Uh, good on you, Chopsy. Uh, let's hope our next guest does. He's an uh, absolute... Oh, I was going to say Ripper. I've received a text saying I say absolute Ripper way too often. So I'm not going to say it. He's a damn good bloke. Where's Agar. Hello, Wes. (laughs) He's not there.
1: Oh, we've lost.
0: We've lost him. Not ready, just driving and in a bad area, calling back in two minutes. I perhaps should have read that first. Hmm. A few more texts coming through, Roots gives us a
1: little bit of time. Oh, breaking news in sport. I must tell you this one. I haven't got all the details because they're just unfolding as we've come back from the break. The A-League is investigating a claim that an A-League coach punched a player at training recently. Well, interesting. Uh, Have we got any idea? No declaration, other than it's been confirmed through the Players' Union that this allegation has been investigated or before the Players' Union and it's been passed on to the A-League and so well, it sounds
0: rigid, dude, just not yes, like the Josh yes. Jenkins, Don Pike one, which was an absolute furphy. What was that one?
1: I'm well, remember,
0: we, remember we went, yeah, we an we an went in the old there, studio. Yeah. We did not go with it because it was just absolute okay. rubbish. Yeah. It was just one started on the social media with oh, absolutely okay. no no, th- no, this
1: one's got serious um, tones to it, to the point whereby there's two investigations Probably. going on at the moment. Well,
0: we'll keep across that. We Indeed. might talk to someone that can enlighten us either today or tomorrow. And text. as
1: Will Schofield told us, Alex Pierce, Captain of Fremantle.
0: That's good news. Yep. Another text, just while we're waiting to grab. Uh, Where's Kimbo? Is Braden Cook going to be an AFL player, or Ooh. will he go down as another Adelaide Football Club draft miss to join Mackesy, Jones, McHenry, Galucci, etc.? Interesting call. Well, uh, I won't put a line as a miss through Jones and McHenry yet. They're still young men. Uh, I think Braden Cook will be a player, so we'll wait and okay. see. No name on that one. Well, I gave him a big introduction before. Yes. I don't know if I've got the energy to do it again. I just just basically said he's a damn good bloke and a very good bowler. Wes Agar joins us now. Hello, Wes. G'day,
6: guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Pleasure. Well, (laughs) it didn't pan out as we were all hoping, but you got yourself in a reasonable position at a few stages of the Shield game against Victoria.
6: Yeah, it was a frustrating game, I guess. Um, Yeah, we we bowled really well on on that first day, but Mm. just unfortunately couldn't back it up with the bat. And then... Yeah, I guess the tale of the game was was when you when you have a player go on and make a, a, two big mm. scores in two innings like Matt Short did and take the game away from you. Um, yeah, I guess we just we didn't take our chances when they arose and it it, it cost us.
0: Just uh, on Matt Short, should he be playing at international level?
6: In short, yeah, I think he, I think he's he's good enough too now. He's he's performed mm. consistently for. Um, a number of years, um, especially in the white ball format, and I think that's where where he will get his his chance eventually. One, um, one I don't day think or T twenty
0: One day or T twenty.
6: I think T twenty is yeah. where he's he's starred um, in the last couple of years, and, and now he's he's building that into his other forms of his game. But like, uh, yeah, like I was going to say, I think it's a matter of of when rather than if now.
4: Yeah,
0: as a bowler, and we touched on this when we spoke to you two weeks ago. Can you really sense when a batsman is in the
6: zone? I guess you can sense when they're um, when they're when they're full of confidence. I guess they're they're coming out and the, the way they play their strokes is not timid. Um, it's with confidence and it's with a hundred percent commitment. I, I guess we could you could tell that when when I was bowling him um, at during the week, anything that you missed slightly off, um, he pounced on and, and he punished. And I think that's a sign of a player a, in form and a player um, who really knows his game.
1: Whereas I'd imagine as a bowler, you were always keen to have a look at the deck before the toss. When you saw that one at the Junction Oval that had bits of green and bits of brown, what were you thinking?
6: Yeah, I'm not really the, the best reader of a, um, a pitch of the best of times. Um, and <laughs> I I asked a few people um, what they thought. And I, I remember it was um, me and Jake Carter were standing at the wicket and we asked, I think Lloyd Pope was there, and I said, what do you reckon? And he turned around to me, and he goes, oh, mate, it's going to turn heaps. And then I walked further down the wicket, and I looked at um, Butsy, our bowling coach. I said, what do you think, mate? He goes, oh, I reckon it's going to hold some moisture and seam around a bit um, and, and, and hold. And then I walked down the other end, and our Captain Henry Hunt was there, and I said, what do you think? And he goes, oh, I reckon it's flat, mate. So... <laughs> I think as trick it is, we we don't usually have any idea, uh, and I think that summed up um, my thoughts on the wicket too. Surely someone just could have, just... have seen, and
1: it could have been flat. <laughs> surely it... someone just gets the car key out and just pushes it in like Tony Gregg did.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think so. We needed something like that. Oh, that. That is staggering. So,
0: would you say that there's some teammates of yours or players <laughs> around the nation that genuinely can read a pitch, or is it a bit hit and miss? Because it's a f- fairly significant tool to have.
6: Yeah, I think I think unless there's a drastic sign of it or the the pitch is traditionally um a certain way and has been for a while, it's pretty hard to read um in terms like crick, most cricket wickets they usually offer a little bit in in your day one and two and, and flatten out traditionally and it's just how much they offer um in those first couple of days is, is warp when people can read it well. Um and then if, if they can see it, it's going to crumble or, or turn a lot, which is is rare in, in Australian wickets.
0: Hey, we're live and interactive. People are sending in texts as we talk. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. One of our regulars is Mario from Maslins Beach. He'd be down there in the nude at the moment. Uh, take this in the spirit it's meant. He says, Wes Agar is too nice to be a fast bowler. He needs to become Agar the Horrible. That's a play on words of <laughs> Hagar, the yes, poet. Yeah. Yes. Hey, talk about someone making the most of their opportunities. Ben Menenti, since coming here, yes. he's been a revelation.
6: Oh, he's, a, he's, a, um, he's an awesome player for our side. Um, I find myself drawn to him a, a lot in the change rooms, um, talking about the game. Like what you said, talking about having a harder edge on the mm. field. Um, he exploits the characteristics of, of a person who... Uh, I, I don't know the word to say but they're, they're dogged on the field they never give up, they work hard um, and I guess that's a sign of someone who, who hasn't really been gifted chances um, throughout his yeah. career and he's had, he's had to work for them um, and he's had to develop his game and now he's been given that chance I think he really has an appreciation for it and he's not going to let anyone else take it um, but he's been awesome for our side um, and he, he's very good around our group in terms of communication understanding the game and, and talking smart about the game
1: does his batting which is impatient so to speak he just goes for it does that reflect his personality or not
6: yeah a little bit a little bit um, I guess ben ben knows his game now quite well um, and he knows he he, he plays his strokes um, a lot and I guess if you've got a player like that you don't really want to rein them in you don't want to yep. pull them in and have them scratch around and and nick off on, on five off 40 balls when he could be a runner ball 40, I guess. Um, you want to let those players go and the way he's played this year, it, it hasn't really been that we, we need to go, oh, something needs to change. So um, in terms of reflecting his personality, he's yeah, he's, he's a funny man. We sometimes call him a grumpy man, a grumpy old man. But uh, no, I think, it is a little bit, but I think it's just a reflection of of someone who's sound and, and knowing their game.
0: Well, we call you the big unit. Um, you've got Queensland on Thursday, March the second, for your next Shield game. Uh, what do you have to do to turn things around? What's the mindset going into that one?
6: Yeah, we've got a good mindset. We we beat um, the top of the table, WA, and before Christmas we beat a near full strength Tasmanian side, um, and they're, and they're two great teams and have been good teams for a number of years now, and. We know that we play good cricket against them. Um, We we play good cricket this week at times. Um, We just missed our chances, like I said, at moments of the game that ended up costing us. So it's not panic stations. Um, We understand we're playing good cricket. We've had players performing well. And going up to the Gabba now to play against Queensland, we just need to to stay calm um, like our captain's reiterated and stick to what our blueprint is. And hopefully it's going to come off. Just a
0: quickie before we let you go. Your brother Ashton was over at India. It's been a disaster, that yeah. tour for Australia. Hasn't been a great one for him. No opportunities there. He's coming back to Australia. What's your take on that?
6: Yeah, Ash, we don't talk too much about cricket, but obviously there's been a lot of, of, of media around what, what's going on with him. I think he said it in the media. He's played three games of red ball cricket in, in three years. Um, and he mm. understands that maybe maybe it's it's hard to bowl every ball perfectly, um, like you need to do in Test cricket when you haven't had the bowling in red ball cricket behind you. Um, but I, I'm really proud of the way that he's come out and and spoken honestly in the media, but also spoken so so well for for younger players who might be going through a hard patch to be to be uh, positive about it. Um, and the way he came out and said that that he understands his game's not where he wants it to be, but he's going to work hard and he'll always compete. Um, and I think that's something. That I'm really proud of as a brother to to see my older brother go out in the media front them and and be honest and raw like that. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of praise
1: for him last night for the way he spoke. That's that's well said, Wes. Yeah,
0: well said. Uh, Is there any rivalry or slight jealousy that you got the hair and he didn't?
6: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I I went over to Perth um, over Christmas time and um, my hair was getting a bit shaggy and long. And I sent him a message as a joke, and I said, mate, you know, any good hairdressers around? And oh, I don't think he took that is. one too well. But is. No, he, um, no, no jealousy. I think, he, yeah, he's, uh, he's going pretty well in life, so I don't think he's worried about his hair. Right.
0: All righty. Well, we wish you all the very best, Wes. We enjoyed chatting to you, and uh, we'll do it again when you're ready to take on Queensland. All the best. Thanks so much, for that. There he is, Wes Agar. Mm. Having a good season again. He's been a handy acquisition. Did call himself a South Australian. And he's a Victorian. It gets a bit confusing. A lot of us think of his brother Ashton and playing over in WA that they were Mm. West Australians. But uh, Victorians, quick text, Roach. This is Jason from Moorlbark in Victoria. Kim and Michelangelo, great show. Keep up the great work. Kim is one of my favourite South Australian commentators. Thank you, Jace, and Happy New Year to you.
5: Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.20, we're
0: live and interactive. 0427154166. Or you can download the app, the SEN app, uh, pair it up into the car and listen live anywhere for crystal clear sound. It is the way to go.
1: Reachy, reach, Roots. Reach. Tell you who's been heard very loud and clear today mm. is Gillam McLaughlin, the outgoing AFL chief executive just had his speech that he's given to the people of Tasmania because he's down there at the moment in Hobart. I've just read through it. The key message is very, very clear. Build a new stadium. Build a new stadium and we'll come.
0: Hmm.
1: It's as simple as that. He's gone through the whole issue of why it is important for Tasmania to feel part of our national game, but it's a clear-cut message. Build the stadium, we'll come. Now, And if you need living that proof,
0: have a look at what happened to the Adelaide Oval. And that's what he says.
1: Yeah. He actually makes that point. He uses Adelaide Oval as the reference mm. as to how a stadium revives a football environment. Now, the next question here is, Kim, who's going to stump up the money? So we, we've heard from Canberra today where our Prime Minister is saying they'll look at it in the budget. So the underlying answer, will Tasmania enter the AFL? If yes, there's a will. stadium, they will. It'll happen.
0: And Hmm. it'll be federal government money, it'll be state government money, Tasmania government, yep, and there'll be money from the AFL as well. It'll be built in Hobart, and if you have a look at some of the templates and plans that have been forwarded, it will be sensational.
1: So how do they then deal with the pushback they're getting from the north of the state where they feel that doesn't answer their need? Because you know the north-south divide is very clear in Tassie. Uh, When I saw Tim Lane at the test match here in Adelaide Oval, he was very strong on that, about that issue of the north-south divide wasn't going to be easily resolved
0: common sense has to prevail they can't facilitate two
1: they're struggling to get one yep that's a good point it'll be interesting to watch this one can't please everyone roach no you can't you certainly haven't in the west (laughs) (laughs) we'll wait and see on that one toying of the west roach the republicans are just revolting again
0: well they're a bit dare i say it like some adelaide supporters they just thought it may happen Mm. Yes. And the cliff can appear very quickly. Does it ever? Uh, Brent Teakle comes from WA. He Good was lad. a mid-season draft. We've spoken to him. He's in
1: beauty. He is. Wasn't his first 40 minutes of football or something at Adelaide <laughs> Oval.
0: Yeah, don't try and hip and shoulder someone half your size. You come <laughs> off second best. <laughs> Pick on
1: someone your own size. Uh, you oh, okay. uh, he
0: was on uh, SEN, the run home with Paul Hazelby and Damien Martin. Now, Damien Martin, not the cricketer the legendary basketballer over there. They do the same show as us. Right. Uh, this is what Bryn had to say about uh, taking on the WA sides.
3: No, he definitely does. The one I'm probably looking forward to the most is Nick Nat. Obviously, versus versed him when I was over at Essendon, and we played a little nab game here against the Eagles. So he probably towered me up when I was a little skinny kid. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably most excited to him again. And, um, yeah, hopefully I've improved since then. But, yeah, and obviously Luke Jackson. He's a class player. Um I'm trying to kind of be like that kind of ruckman, that versatile ruckman. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to verse him as well. And big Sean Darcy.
1: That'll be interesting to watch because Tickle's got a leap that's been seen at pre season training. Mm. is one of the sharpest for knowing where to position himself and does have a pretty good leap. What well, he did have, that's, that's going to be interesting because of all the damage that's been done to him with surgery I and stuff. So think it's forth. still there. Yeah. So, that's an interesting one to watch.
0: Uh, well, I tell you what, our good friend Scotty Lysett better look out because Briny yes. Boy wants to be the number one ruckman.
3: Yeah, I definitely want to be number one. I reckon the four line we have is going to be pretty tough to crack into. So I'm definitely shooting for that uh, number one ruck role. But obviously I'm still a student. I've only been in the system for six months and Scoot's been very um, good for my very good for my development um, as a ruckman. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can. I'm definitely hungry for it. So, yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: Very polite and humble man. Still a student. Yes. An interesting way of saying it. Hey, we'll hear from Bryn after the break. He talks about Jason uh, Horn Francis. Everyone's talking about Jason Horn Francis. I'll get your views on what you think you'll achieve this year, Roach. Right after the break.
5: Live across SEN. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Nearly time for the 4.30 news.
0: 39.5 degrees, Roach. It's getting warmer. If you've just joined us, you've missed out on Will Schofield, Nat Hurst and Wes Agar, but you can jump on our podcast and hit catch up to hear all those interviews again. Hey, we're talking about Bryn Teekle. This is what he had to say about Jason Horn francis
3: He's a a great input. He has really good input to the team and a very knowledgeable knowledgeable player for such a young player. Um, Family man, great kid. Um, and yeah, he's obviously a bull at training. He just you can't really tackle him. He's just an absolute weapon, and he just bursts through packs. And great set of hands on him as well. He can he's dangerous up forward. Can kick goals. So yeah, he's, and he's handled everything really well. I think um, yeah, he's fitted in really well with this team, and he's he's come in and he's already had immediate impact. So yeah, very excited to see what he can do. Great
5: kid. How old's
0: Bryn?
1: Twenty-two.
0: All right, old man. Yeah. What's your expectations quickly?
1: Uh. Really keen to see what sort of maturity he's in, Jason Horne Francis, after mm-hmm. the lessons of last year. So, what we learned from last year, he was in a hurry to make an impression on the AFL. We know he has talent, we saw it at South Adelaide in the sample. He needs to know his steps. So, if he learns anything from the North Melbourne experience, it's not going to all happen immediately. Mm-hmm. So, take your steps, know your role at Port Adelaide, play it step by step, just like Ollie Wines did when he was thrust in as a teenager. Learn the ropes. We, I understand the expectation on Jason or Francis, but don't be weighed down by them. You know you have the talent. Now develop the maturity. Just take it step by step at Port Adelaide. Listen to the coaches and it will unfold for you.
0: Yeah, and try not to do everything and be the best player on ground exactly. every second of the game. And don't I, try I to see do everything. Of, I see a lot of uh, Patrick Dangerfield
1: yep. in him. Seaball, well get ball. Yeah, well
0: said. Um, yep. But uh, he'll work that out in, in time. So All sure. right, 4.30 news coming up, two minutes late, of course, and then we'll have a chat to the new Hall of Famer at the Port Adelaide Football Club,
1: Roger Delaney. Batman. <laughs>
5: Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 436, appreciate your company on a
0: warm Thursday afternoon. I can tell you, Rich, it's moved up to 39.8 degrees. We haven't hit 40 degrees quite yet. We are live and interactive. You can send a text on 0427 154 166. Just a reminder, Sports Day coming up right after our show with Jared Healy and Kane Corns. Our special guest, Swan's assistant uh, coach... Ben Matthews, who was a pretty good player for Sydney. Talking of pretty good players, route. Oh, you know, that's, that's understated. Five, well, let me put a bit more mail on Please it. There do. were five inductees into the Port Adelaide Football Club Hall of Fame last night Peter Hobbs, Chad Corns, Rowan Smith, and the board from 1990 to 1994. And a gentleman, and he is, called Roger Delaney, who played 208 Sandful games for the Port Adelaide Football Club. And uh, this is frustrating. As an old eagle, a six-time premiership player, deserve more. They deserve more, yeah, did he? he did. You're damn greedy. Roger joins us now. Roger, congratulations.
9: Thanks, Kim. Hey, Rich, how are you?
1: We're yeah. pleased to have you on the show, Roger, and congratulations. You deserve it. Yeah,
9: thanks very much, mate. It's um, yeah, it was a great honour. Uh, something that um, you don't really expect, but uh, um, I was just blown away when I was told about it, and we just had a magnificent night last night. So hey. yeah, it's great.
1: Just between us, should have it been you mm-hmm. before George Fiacci? Definitely. Is that the order it should Yeah, have been?
9: always, always thought so.
1: When I mean, you looked anyway. after him, didn't
9: <laughs> yeah. I? Yeah, I did look after him a little bit, but no, I, I always talk about that. Um, you know, we always sort of have a bit of fun with it, but uh, he was always there for me too, Roach. So, don't yeah, worry about it was, that. He was,
0: but you were Batman and he was Robin. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. you know that, Rog. <laughs> Um, how it'll, did it all always,
9: st- it'll always be the case <laughs> <laughs>
0: how did it start for you let's go back how did it start for you becoming a Port Adelaide mm. player what happened in all the juniors
9: um, well I was at Port Districts and I played um, I played senior footy I went up and played senior footy when I was uh, 16 and at, at Port Districts and um, had a year there and Port were pretty keen to get me down to down to Albert and Oval I was a bit reticent at times I liked, just like playing with my mates you know and mm. Being at Port Districts, and um, but yeah, went there and uh, sort of 1983. I was um, I was straight into the reserves team, and uh, um, I was lucky enough. I you know, this is something else you talk about premierships, but we actually won a premiership in the reserves that year. So um, my first year there at a, as a 17 year old, you know, donned the premiership medallion in the reserves. So it was a good start.
1: Roger, you were part of that super group winning those premierships that made Port Adelaide have a forceful discussion point about going to the AFL, but then you didn't get to enjoy the spoils of it by being a power player. How, how does that sit with you, that you build up this football club to be an AFL entity, but then didn't get to enjoy the AFL game with it?
9: Uh, I'm OK with that, Rich. I, I think by the time when... I talked about it with a few people last night, and in 19. 19- between '94 and '96, mm. and particularly '94, there was a um, you know there was a lot of pressure on us to actually do well and and you know, win the premiership if we could. And but we felt that it was you know our obligation to do that too, and we gave everything we could um, to do that, and then to continue winning too, because it was one thing about winning in '94, and I was really happy when the board um, were uh, inducted last night, and Bucky. Um, and Greg Bolton spoke, and they spoke about that period where it was one thing to go, okay, well, they're winners, they won ninety ninety four. 1994, but they, everyone had to continue to look at us as winners, so mm. 95 and 96 were really important to us too, so, um, yeah, we, we were, we knew, you know, we knew we were sort of at, you know, there's probably a few people, George mm. probably thought he could still play, but,
4: uh,
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, there's, there was a few of us around that were, you know, that 28, 29, and knowing not, wasn't coming until 1997. Yeah. It's um, it was pretty clear to us, but uh, it didn't matter.
1: Roger, you weren't there when the storm really hit in 1990. You were at Fitzroy. What was that experience like? Yeah, and how did you get to Fitzroy? Yeah,
9: um, yeah, that was an interesting one. I had a, I had a few clubs um, looking at me, so uh, and I was hoping, in, in fact, uh, to go. So my great mate Andrew Wobbs whose father yes. was inducted mm. last night as well, um, he was going to Melbourne. And we were trying to wangle it so we'd both get there together and Melbourne were keen. Um, Geelong was also keen at the time, but it just so happened that Fitzroy had the earlier draft pick. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I went there and I missed missed the 1990 premiership, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't swap. And I got injured in the first game, first 15 minutes of the first game, um, and pretty much didn't play again that mm-hmm. year. And um, and that was it for me. But, uh, you know, it was, I wouldn't swap the experience for anything. I play, played and trained alongside some wonderful people that are, still great mates to this this day you know like the the team that was there you know paul Ruse, gary pert richard osborne um john blakey ross Lyon, these guys scotty clayton maddie Rendell, you know who's still a good mate of mine today and i'll see purdy i worked with purdy for a long time and um you know I i was lucky enough to have 14 15 months with those guys before um and butch gale is another one who's a good mate that um, before I was sent home, and that, that yeah. was uh, that was just the way it went.
0: Yeah, we chat to Matty Rendell every uh, Wednesday night, and it's always an interesting chat. No, uh, get it just right, he talks to us. Yeah, he talks to us. We don't get a G- word in. Gets
9: even more interesting <laughs> over a few beers. And when <laughs> a bunch, we don't so. doubt it, Roger. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we we
0: call him short story long. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, tell me that that one and only game though. Uh, who was it against, and who did you stand?
9: Uh, it was Essendon, and I was standing uh, Simon Madden and oh. Paul. Salmon. Did he? So uh, it was a good start.
0: They get any in that fifteen well, minutes or not?
9: Uh, no, no. I'd, oh, no. Uh, I actually go. started right. really well, believe it or not, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and in fact, I, this is a little story I tell. But it was my fault that I got injured. I actually had Paul Salmon chasing me, and, oh. um, and I decided to take a bounce. Mm. And I thought I'd hang on to it long enough so that I, at, after I kicked it, he'd actually I timed it for him yeah. to pull me down and get a free kick up field And and exactly what I thought happened happened, but. Um, I just ended up crumbling on my uh, ankle and then, yeah, busted that and that was it. So Mm. it was interesting.
1: Roger, we were most concerned for you when the cholesterol test that you kept having then also exposed a cancer issue. You fought that, won that battle. We can talk about everything you did in football, but surely that is one of the most testing moments of you in your life to go through that.
9: Uh, yeah, very testing, and it's it's interesting when you first find out about it. It's one of those things that um, you don't actually quite believe, you know. Yeah, you yeah. sort of, you know, this is okay, it's all right. But as as you as you get into it a little bit more, um, you start to get a little bit worried about it. And the the further the closer I got to the operation, the, the more tests we were doing, the more that we realised that it was actually an aggressive cancer. Um, so the ch- there was you know chances that. It could have busted out of the prostate um, so they had to cut extra what they call extra margins around the area um, but you know four years later uh, um, you know I'm fitting well and I still get I still have to have blood tests every mm. six months but I feel great you know no, I'm, good. I'm really um, you know for, for 12 months afterwards I was a little bit I felt alright but I was a little bit sort of you know people ask and hey, I am okay and but now I just every, anytime anyone asks me I'll just say I'm fantastic because I'm here, you know. what? Yeah. So I'm always <laughs> said, feeling well great. Mm-hmm.
4: Hey, uh,
0: Roger, you have uh, three lovely children. They come from a fair gene pool, yourself, mm. and uh, your lovely wife, Jackie, was a former Australian netball international. The three kids, yep. have uh, they got involved in sport?
9: Yep. Yeah, um, so my oldest, uh, Yasmin, was a really, really good netballer. I felt that she probably felt the weight of the world on her mm. shoulders being Jackie's daughter. Um, so she gave away netball. Uh, and and uh, as it turns out, her knees... A pretty ordinary anyway, but she gave away netball sort of when she was 16, 17. Uh, the twins, Jada is an exceptional, she's in the Australian squad for a, as a netballer, um, and she's also um, an exceptional AFL player, so she's in the Brisbane Lions um, academy. Uh, Cooper is a basketballer who's a state league basketballer. Um, they're, they're 17, the twins, and um, he's probably just had to, you know, played his last basketball game and concentrating again and he's in the Brisbane Lions Academy and he's 195 centimetres and and runs the uh, runs the 2K time trials at 17 years of age at, you know in 6.30s and uh, beats most of the midfielders so um, there is a bit of talent there and we never know where they're going to end up, we've never put pressure on them but mm. they love playing sport and we love we, we travel because they're on the sunny coast They now that they're um, doing quite well a lot of their stuff is in Brisbane so we do a lot of travelling with them to mm. Um, to get them the trainings and the games and all of that, but uh, we just love it.
0: So Cooper's 195 centimeters. He may still be growing. Yep. You'd be acutely aware that uh, Port Adelaide and the AFL are desperate for a tall defender.
9: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm acutely aware of it. I, I the <laughs> boys, uh, when I was at training um, uh, at their camp, you know, we talked about both Cooper and Jada and um, Juliet Haslin, who's a, mm-hmm. a you know a good mate of mine through Andy. She's uh, she's toured Jada through the the club rooms and. She constantly tries to tell her that, uh, "Hey, you need to give up that netball stuff." So, um, but look, who knows how good they are? Queensland, you know, I think from a women's perspective is, is really strong. From a men's perspective, you're lucky if you get two people drafted out of there yeah. every year. So, um, you know, it's a pretty pretty hard thing to do, and there's only sixty or seventy drafted every year. But um, he's he's really still developing and growing and. Um, you know, he's developing his craft as well still, so he might be a few years away. Um but who knows, who knows.
0: And Rog, the, the move to Queensland, was it personal or professional?
9: No, it was personal. We um I was I think I was forty two at the time, forty three, and uh we constantly Jackie and I had talked about we love the Sunshine Coast and maybe we'll retire there and all that and I just went home one day and said, well, well you know what are we waiting for? Why should we mm. wait to retire? Why don't we get the kids and the twins were four at the time, just about to go to primary school. Yasmin mm. twelve, about to go to um, high school. And why don't we just do it? And I, you know, <laughs> Jackie, to my amazement, said, "Yep, all right." So mm. we packed our bags. Um, I started a business up there. Until thirteen years later, we're extremely happy. We love it. Everything's gone well. Um, so, yeah, it's just a beautiful place to live,
1: so, Roger, you put your heart and soul into Port Adelaide now, as you note there, you're in Queensland. How do you keep up with port and how do you feel about port at the moment?
9: Uh, so how do I keep up? I watch everything, I read everything, but I'm really really blessed. Um, people like chris Davies, Matthew Richardson, David Hutton, uh, they keep they keep me they. Let me know um, when they're coming up. They, you know, if they're if they coming to play a game, they ring me. Hey, do you want to come? Do you want the family to come? Do you want to come in the rooms? Uh, you know, preseason um, camps, they invite me to every day. So even the closed sessions, um, and you know, if I'm coming down, I just give them a call, and and they look after me. And they were all there last night. And that, I think what those men are doing, and Ken has been terrific mm-hmm. in that area, Ken Hinckley. Um, so they, it's just. Amazing how much involvement I've got being so long out of the game through people like that. Um, So I I really love that part of it. And what do I think of it at the moment? I think um, think they've got a really cool group of young kids that are going to be there for... It's sort of starting to remind me of what we did through that late 80s and 90s. Um, And I think that, you know, whether it's this year or, you know, the next few years, I think that they could really take off with these kids. So um, I mentioned last night, in my speech, that I just hope it's not too late for Travis. Boak. You know, I mean, he yeah, could play for yeah. five years. Who knows? Yeah. But what he's been for this club, I'd love to see a premiership for him before he leaves.
0: So. We know how football clubs operate. There would have been a few tall stories last night, late in the night. How did you wake up this morning?
9: Oh, not too bad. I'm getting getting a bit older and getting a bit dustier. But of course, um, didn't have too many drinks before the speech, and then we. Uh, <laughs> Rowan and George and Tim and myself and a couple of others went over um, the Strathmore for a few. But home by one thirty, which is pretty good for us. Oh, you're no. a
0: new man. No, no. You're reborn. No, no. Hey, yeah. you're, we're live yeah. and interactive, Rog. So there's text coming through on 0427154166. We'll give you one more before we let you go. This is from Mark. He says, Afternoon, boys. Does Roger's son qualify for father-son?
9: The answer to that is no. It's a big bugbear of a lot of Port Adelaide yeah. people. So you had to have 200 games by... Uh, and the only club you had was uh, 200 games, By 97, didn't, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I had 192. Uh, so I think at the end of 1997, uh, was it 1996, sorry, yeah, at the, the end, end of, of 1996, 1996 yeah. Darryl Borlase and myself both had 192 games so as you know Darryl's son went to the Crows and um, my son's 8 games short as well but the only club that has 200 games attached to a father-son amazingly
0: and the obvious question how would you feel if Cooper ended up at the Crows
9: Uh, gee I don't know know how to answer that honestly honestly. let's say I'd just be really happy for him if he was ever good enough to be uh, to play at that level then you know we're he got to would be would be fine by me. Beautiful be archer with gritted saw, teeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I saw Graham Corns there last night and had a chat to him and I know he's gritted his yeah. teeth through a lot, but uh, um, he's got you know he's had two fantastic sons play for our club so I'm sure I could do it if it pushed game to shove. <laughs>
0: hey Roger, uh, genuine and sincere congratulations. Mm. It's a wonderful acknowledgement and achievement uh, for your two hundred and eight games and all the service you gave the Port Adelaide Footy Club with six premierships. Congratulations on being in the Port Adelaide Football Club Hall of Fame.
9: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Roger.
0: Roger Delaney, one of the good guys, Roach. There's plenty out there, but on he and genuinely off is. Yeah, yep. He's an absolute ripper. Yes. Hey, we are nearly done, Roach, but there's a few things that I wanted to touch on, if we could.
1: Oh, who are you going to upset now?
0: <laughs> Not upsetting anyone. Yeah. Has it gone up? The, uh, oh,
1: probably Twitter has. views? Probably yeah. over I think 100. Mark McGowan's got a press conference at 11 tomorrow. Is it The Premier? Yeah, something yeah, he, about
0: He needs to go. He's something going to about putting much. the border back up. Anyway, get that one out there. He needs to go. He's got too much oh, of the swagger. Oh, now
1: we're on the front <laughs> page he, now, he, too. He's got ahead right. of, of himself.
0: Oh. <laughs> he's turned into a Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> oh, I think. Oh.
0: Now, let's change pace, Roach. Well, we need ben to. do not repost that. That's that is gone already. That's, That's gone. That's gone no, already. That is the West tongue,
1: Australian's on the
0: phone. That is tongue-in-cheek. They're holding the front page. Straighten up, Roach. <laughs> Chris Fagan, coach of Brisbane. Uh, he was on with Gary and Tim this yes. morning, and he was asked about his future beyond this season.
7: Um, well, I hope to be. Um, that's sort of still all all in the wind. Um, uh, you know, I've, I think this is my seventh year. Mm. I, I feel like we're, we're on the cusp of um, doing some good stuff, but probably there's probably about seven or eight other clubs that feel the same way, but done a lot of hard yards. So in, an, in a new facility, I'd like to, to stay on as coach for a, a few more years um, and, and see what we can do. And, but That's that's up to the club and my management to talk about, but hopefully that will happen sometime in a not-too-distant future.
0: Hey, we're nearly done, Roach, but uh, Sam Doherty, who is one of the great stories in life, not just in football, uh, from Carlton, uh, he was on this morning as well and he was talking about uh, how they missed the finals last year and that's it was in the most gut-wrenching fashion that I've ever fault. experienced in my lifetime in football.
5: Probably the stuff that let us down towards the back end of the last year was some of the scenario training in games and being able to shore up our defence when we need to and and put some score on the board when we have to as well.
1: One of the worst kicks I've ever seen in my life in that last two minutes, that game against Collingwood. It was you pinpoint a Collingwood defender when you had the... And he had to score
0: behind. I know. I've never seen anything like it, Roots. I know Carlton people Who have that kid lived through again?
1: the pain. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I'm sure someone will text. But for two weeks in a row in the last 15 seconds oh. of a game to be guaranteed of playing finals and then yep. have it stolen or taken from you. Hey, this is Sam Doherty on the possibility of playing in the midfield this year.
5: Cripp has been massive for me over the preseason, just sort of looking at the way he does it. We're obviously very different players, so I'll play it a lot different to him, but understanding um, what guys are trying to do in there has been important. That stay flexible mindset's going to have to be important for me because it could be 90% midfield in one game and then 100% in the back line for the next.
1: So Vossi, flicking them around. Have you got them in the top eight? No. You haven't? No. And with the injuries they're copping and more of them at trading yesterday, I think they're going to be in a bit of trouble Alrighty. early on. Uh, text Geelong's going... not in trouble. They're going... They're going gangbusters. Leading uh, by seven goals on Hawthorne at halftime of that practice game at Cadinia Park.
0: No surprises there, really? Not really. You've got Hawthorne in the bottom four? Yes. Yep. Uh, text coming through. No name on this one. Fantastic interview, guys, with Roger Delaney. I really enjoyed it, especially how the club looks after him. What a great club we have. And that's what good clubs do, though. You yes. f- need to keep people exactly. invested. Um, another one coming through here. Congratulations, Roger. As a kid... Just thought him and George were the coolest cats around. Yes. Laugh yes. out loud! Thanks yes. for everything. Yes. Hey, the two of them as a combination provided Super. many good memories.
1: And they didn't mind going forward every so often either, did oh, they? Oh,
0: Georgie liked to drift down the ground <laughs> well, and Roger kick it. would go goal. a few times too. One of the great celebrators, Georgie was. Never been shy, George. <laughs> You've had a few experiences, have you? <laughs> Yes. Oh, (laughs) I don't care. We move on to tomorrow. All righty, that's us done for the day. We hope you enjoyed the show. Coming up tomorrow, though, we'll be joined by Chad Corns. Yes. We'll have a Crows assistant coach. We'll have the Reds coach as well, Carl Viet. Didn't he he get up and down? Has he calmed down? I hope so. Uru. Bye bye, everyone.